For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am joined, as always, by the fantastic all-pro safety for the Detroit Lions, the former Detroit safety, the former Texans safety, and so with that in mind, we've got lots to talk about. Glover Quinn, how's it going, my friend? Man, it's excellent. It's going great. I'm excited. Let's get this show on the road. I'm glad to hear you're great because I keep saying it. It's a great time to be a Detroit Lions fan. We got him. We got the hometown kid, Aiden Hutchinson. You were saying on the show last week that he could be a culture changer in Detroit. And we got him. Yeah, I mean, I I think that was, you know, for a long time, I think that was probably the consensus number one pick for for Detroit. Um, Hometown kid, played at Michigan, um, big time guy. You know, I I think he's going to be one of those guys that could, Really, 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 you know, help change and and get that defense um, on the right on the right path. You know, he's gonna. I think he's a Dan Campbell type of guy. He's gonna play hard. Um, gonna be look like he's gonna be a hard nosed type of player, high energy player. Um, and I mean, sometimes you know when you get that, especially from your first round pick, high draft pick. You know, just kind of bleeds through to the whole team, the whole defense, and, and you know, hopefully everybody can feed off that. And um, they make they make some noise, man. And it's always good when you know the guy that wanted to get drafted to your team actually gets drafted to your team. Because I mean, we all can say what we want to say. There are times where people get drafted to a team or to a city, and they're excited that they got drafted. Don't get me wrong. But deep down inside, they really didn't want to go to that city, regardless of what it is, right? Or they really didn't want to go to that team. Or they, re- you know what I'm saying? So to get someone who is excited about being in, in Detroit, who's excited about the fans, who understands the city, the culture already, because he uh, played at Michigan, he's a hometown kid. Like I think that's that's. That's great, and I think that's gonna that's gonna pay off for the Lions in, in the long run. This episode of Believe in Lions is brought to you by our partners at Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights 
and even next season's futures. And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. I sure hope so, and I sure think so as well. And a couple things when you look at the, the profile, the tale of the tape for Aiden Hutchinson. He's a 98th percentile athlete at the defensive end position. So that's great. Right. He was a leader at Michigan and helped revitalize the team. And something that I personally like is he's already shown how resilient he is. I mean, he broke his ankle early into his junior season, a season where he was getting first round hype for the NFL draft already. Right. Comes back and just dominates college football. Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. You know what I'm saying? That's huge to, you know, to have an injury like that. And, you know, in your junior year, you're, you're, you're eligible to come out, right? So to have an injury like that and, you know, to mentally be able to overcome, I don't want to say a dream shattered, but feeling like, man, I was right there at the doorsteps and boom, this injury happened. But I got another year. I can rehab. I can come back and make it even better and that's exactly what he did you know what i'm saying rehab came back stronger and like you said he completely dominated college football 
one of the best college football players that they had this year. And he got rewarded with it last night by being the number two overall pick in the entire NFL draft. And I could be wrong on this, but I believe he is the second defensive player from Michigan drafted in the top five ever next to Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Pretty (laughs) damn good company to be in. Pretty good company. I will say that Charles Wilson is an excellent, fantastic ball player, represents, you know, the team in the city of Michigan. Um, but it's the, the team in the city of Detroit really well. Um, great Michigan player. I remember watching him in college. I remember all those all those years, all those plays. I was a huge Charles Wilson fan. I actually got lucky when we played uh, the Raiders uh, his last year in Detroit. He actually uh, gave me his jersey. He signed it for me. So uh, yeah, I got the I got the Charles Woodson Raiders jersey from the last game he played in uh, in Michigan. I guess right. He was Ooh. in Detroit. So I have that jersey at my house, and it's signed by Charles Wilson. So that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty special. Would you say that's the the pinnacle of your jersey swap career? Um, I mean, I would say that's up there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a big time player to me and, you know, to, for him to give me that, that was, that was pretty dope of him. Um, but I got Calvin's Jersey, you know, mm. so that's, yeah, that's freaking, uh, phenomenal as well. So I got, I got a pretty, um, I got a pretty good, pretty good collection. Pretty good collection, including that number 27 in the Honolulu blue. No question. Plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's not just Aiden Hutchinson coming to Detroit. The world was turned upside down when the Lions sent the 32nd overall pick. So that's the last pick in the first round. Mm -hmm. The 34th overall Mm -hmm. pick. That's the second pick in the second round. And one of their third round selections to move up to 12. And they also move back to 46 in the second round with the Vikings. So. They do that to take wide receiver Jamison Williams from Alabama. Yes. That was a shocker for me. Um, you know, that's that's a big move because, you know, when you got the 32nd pick and the 34th pick, you can look at that two different ways, right? You can look at that as we almost got two first-round draft picks, even though it's the 32nd. I mean, the 34th. That guy that went 34th could have easily went in the first round, right? Or you can look at it and say, well, the 32nd pick of the first round is almost like a second round pick, depending on how deep the draft is. If you got that much talent, but then, yes, the 34th pick is almost like an extra first rounder. But if the talent pool you don't feel like is that high, well, then, you know, you might say, hey, yeah, we got 20 first rounders legit, and then everybody else is kind of second round, you know, could go either way. So that may be how they have – felt about it and was like, you know what, if we could get the guy that we want at, you know, 12 and, and solidify our receiving core, you know, we can give up that 32nd pick and that 34th pick and move back to 46 and, and kind of be right where we want to be based off our draft board. And so, um, like I was saying, everything is hindsight, right? We, you know, you, you just never know, you know, if it works out and he comes in and plays the way that he can play, stay healthy, um, and, you know, help, you know, revitalize that offense, get big plays. It's going to be a great trade, you know. Um, 
if he doesn't do those things, then we'll all look back and say, man, who could we have gotten at the 32nd and the 34th pick to continue to build the team? So we'll see. But, I mean, he's a dynamic player. Um, I mean, we all saw what he can do on the big stage. You know, you know, obviously he got hurt. But we all saw what he can do when he's healthy. And, you know, hopefully he's healthy. He gets fully healthy. And, um, you know, he can come out and, and make some noise in Detroit. And I think he will. I mean, we watched him go for over 100 yards a game at Alabama, which in the SEC is a pretty big deal. And if he doesn't tear the ACL, there's talk that he's the first wide receiver off the board. And really the biggest knock on Jamison Williams is the fact that he had to transfer away from Ohio State to get playing time. But the guys ahead of him were... Garrett Wilson, who went 10th overall, and Chris Olave, who just went 11th overall. So can we really be sad when you're the third best wide receiver on an offense full of first-round wide receivers? You know, I mean, I don't want to look too much into that because there's always reasons for, for certain things. Um, you know, he's he's not a very big guy right now, so... Who knows how small he was when he first got to college and he's playing behind these guys. And, you know, those guys could have already had a rapport with the quarterback and the coaches. And, you know, when you, like you said, when they're all good, you know, I mean, we're, they're, they all can play, right? So, yeah, you're going to have to come in and be super, super, super dynamic to – uproot one of those guys you know what i'm saying so for him to you know transfer and say you know what i feel like i'm better than the third receiver on the team i feel like i have that ability to to carry a team or be a number one receiver and i can transfer from ohio state to alabama <laughs> like why not do that and and go and show the world that yeah i deserve to be um the number one guy it didn't work out that way at the prior school but it worked out that way in the end, and then you get rewarded for it. So I don't think you can look into, yeah, he had to leave to go and get playing time. Things things happen for, you know, for reasons. And that's exactly what I'm saying, because that's the only knock other than the ACL. But clearly the Lions doctors believe that that's not something to worry about. We've seen the videos of him working out. So when the only knock is he was behind two first round wide receivers and then he goes to Alabama of all schools, that's not a knock. No, I mean, I mean, we've seen that in the past with different quarterbacks, right? I think what Kyler Murray was like that, wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he at um he was a backup was he at? at Texas or at uh, Texas AM. Yeah, behind um who Manziel or yeah, somebody. Yeah. Manziel, I think it was. Right. And then he transfers and go to uh, what, Oklahoma. And then I think, didn't he sit a year behind Baker Act Mayfield? Up. Yep. I mean, those are all first-round quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that Kyler Murray wasn't the number one overall draft pick. He just had to wait his turn because you're around and you're behind other guys who are first-round talent. It's not like he's sitting behind – guys who didn't have a shot at the NFL, these guys are first-round quarterbacks. And so those guys are obviously talented as well. And so sometimes you just have to wait. And when you get your opportunity, you have to make the most of it. And he did that. Each one of those guys did that, and they all got drafted in the first round. So that's it happens. The thing. It's exactly the thing. 
I mean, we're all looking, not we, sorry, but sports media in general, they're all looking to tear these guys down. They're all looking for the flaws. And when you take a step back and look at the big picture, the flaws they're finding are usually things that I think are pretty good. Right. It's just funny how it always plays out. So I'm excited to see what Jamison Williams can bring to Detroit. At least we know he's going to be fast. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be fast. And, you know, Jared Goff just has to be able to get him the ball. Um, that's that's the biggest thing is being able to get him the ball. And when you have a guy that's fast like that, it opens up a lot of things for guys underneath. And so I wouldn't be surprised, um, you know, to see the tight end become a big guy because you see it in, in, in Kansas City, right? When you have guys fast like Tyreek Hill, you know, you, you're going to have to commit two guys to them, especially if they're making plays. You know, if he's not making plays, then the other teams are not going to respect him anyway. But if he's making plays, then they're going to have to commit two guys to him. And so that's going to open up room for guys underneath, you know, wires, tight ends, guys that play in that intermediate range, 10 to 15, 20 yards underneath. It's going to open up for those guys a lot because you're going to have to make sure you're keeping the top on your defense because you don't want to give up those one play 80 yard bums for touchdowns. And so you will live with guys catching 15 yards underneath or 10 yards underneath and and make them continue to do that before giving up the one play 80 yarder. And so those those tight ends, those guys that, you know, aren't the super big speedsters, but they kind of play underneath possession guys. They should have been real excited last night to see that they got a guy with that kind of speed and talent that could um, change the scoreboard in one play. So TJ Hawkinson Lions just picked up his fifth year option. He's back for (laughs) at least two more seasons and he's going to be ready to eat in Detroit. Amon Ross St. Brown probably benefits too, as that slot guy working Mm -hmm. underneath. So those wide receivers, those tight ends probably seeing a boost thanks to the injection of speed. Who is the fastest wide receiver that you played against the speed you ever had to most respect? Um, I would probably have to say it was two guys. Um, Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. super fast. And Mike Wallace, super fast. Yeah. yeah those <laughs> guys were, uh, they super just had, had a different gear. And <laughs> yeah. Wallace, it seemed as though it, uh, it he lost the speed quicker than jackson jackson even last year you see he's good for he's good for one of those every two three weeks yeah but when you watch deshaun run like he runs so effortlessly like you know he doesn't even look like he's running hard or fast he's just kind of floating and you know guys like that they're naturally small guys and you know they they don't really lose their speed you know um his dad, I think it was his dad or somebody was a track guy. So he always was doing track and running and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, though he 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 was a different level of fast. And I mean, I played in my last year and and uh he was in Tampa, I think, and he was still fast. And I mean, you see him last year, he was still fast, and you know, so he's older than I am. Um, so he's just one of those guys that's just gonna always be fast. You know, you're gonna catch him at 45 and he's still gonna be fast. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> just how he is. So 
Um, but he was probably one of the fastest guys. Um, him and like I said, Mike Wallace was was fast if if, if he caught you. But then you just got a bunch of guys who are just super quick, man, and you know they're quicker than fast, and they're they're hard to cover underneath. And then you have those big guys who are fast, you know, like Julio Jones is Julio Jones is scary fast. He's a big guy, you know. Even Calvin, like my last year in Houston when we played against Detroit, Calvin is he's a big guy, but he's fast, man. Those those guys, you know, they may not look like they're running as fast, but those guys are moving, man. They're they're big. They cover a lot of ground. Their strides are huge, and then their body is so big, it's just tough to guard those guys. That's almost the difference whereas Deshaun Jackson is floating Calvin Johnson and Julio Jones are galloping yeah they're taking yeah. five yard strides every time and it's just another way to change the way the defense has to play them when you have that kind of talent and speed. oh no question no question those guys those guys are on another level and there's, and there's a reason why you mean they they're I mean, obviously Calvin's a hall of famer right and you know, Julio can stay healthy and 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 you know be in in good shape, ready to go. I mean, it's he's he's special. And you know, and that's the thing. People don't understand people underestimate like offseason injuries. You know, when you have an injury that that carries over into your offseason and you get cleared or you become healthy and able to play in June, July, you know, August, things like that. You have to realize that they missed out on a whole two, three months of training. And so they're coming back and they're actually behind the eight ball. You know, they are they're clear to play, but now they got to train their body to be able to play. And so sometimes it's just hard to 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 catch up. So when guys can be healthy coming out of the season, don't need any offseason surgeries or things like that. They can take a couple weeks off, a month off, and give their body time to recover, and then they can start their their training process. Most of the time, those guys are going to stay healthy longer in the season, and they're probably going to have a pretty good year because their body's going to be in really good shape. They're going to hit the OTAs and and and, and get better. They're going to be ready for training camp. They're going to get better. Um, they're going to be in football playing shape, and then you're going to see that translate. You know, when, once the season starts. But when guys get behind, they start missing, you know, playing time in OTAs. You're missing reps in, in, in training camp. You're missing all that stuff. And then you kind of try to come back and get thrust into the lineup. And your body just isn't ready to take on, you know, the now 17-game season. You see those guys tend to get hurt, you know, a lot quicker or more often than, than you know, some certain guys who can have a full offseason. So, um, like I said with Jameson, like hopefully – He's healthy. He's ready to go. He can go through the offseason program and, um, you know, be ready to go come come open today. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about another wide receiver, because A.J. Brown has been sent from the Tennessee Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles for a first round pick. Eagles give him a four year, twenty five million dollar a year up to a hundred million dollar contract. And one of the knocks that I'm seeing on the internet from Titans fans who don't want to admit that they're sad right now. Oh, well, you know, he was always injured and, you know, he never played a full season and couldn't do this. But then you, when you actually look at it, it's one injury. He tore both of his knees in 2020, the summer, 
played the whole season on two torn knees. I imagine it's the meniscus, but I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Right. Gets surgery 2021 summer and then plays the full season recovering from a double knee surgery. So that's one injury that hampers him for two years. Now he's healthy, sent to the Eagles because Tennessee offered him $16 million a year, whereas the Eagles are giving him $25 million a year. Gotta go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gotta go. Man, that's, um, you know, that's, hey, man, congrats to him, you know. Congrats to him. That's that's showing that you can be a dynamic player, you know, when you are healthy um, and teams understanding you, understanding your background, understanding your work ethic, understanding what you can bring to a team and understanding what we need. Um, and, you know, they, they, you know, a lot of these teams feel like, hey, we can we can help, you know, with the injury, with the knee, with this, that our rehab program, our doctors will make sure that you're ready to go, you're healthy now, you know, you had big years, made big plays, you know, to us, you're worth that. You know, we have a a good young receiver in, in Devontae Smith that they took in the draft, um, you know, to couple you with him. I mean, Jalen Hurts, they may feel like he was, he's a, he's a missing piece for them. He's a big time receiver that they can hopefully count on. And to to them, you know, he's worth that money. You know, they signed him to a four-year deal. I mean, they drafted Devontae in the first round. So it'll be, you know, if they pick up his fifth year, it'll be three or four years before they have to pay, you know, him big money. So they're probably like, hey, we can, we can pay, you know, AJ right now. And, you know, as AJ gets a little older or see how it pans out, we'll be ready to pay Devontae when he's up, if he's continuing to play at a high level. So, I think it was a good trade for them. I mean, I think, you know, as a team, you got to do what you feel like you need to do to win. And, I mean, if that's what they feel like they need to do and they pulled the trigger and it worked out for both teams, hey, man, like I said, it's all hindsight. All this stuff is hindsight. We can all say it was a great trade or we can say it was a bad trade. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to how it plays out. If A.J. Brown goes there and he's healthy and he dominates, people are going to say, that. why did the Titans give this guy up? They're going to say the Eagles made a great move taking a chance on this guy. If he comes there and he's unhealthy, he can't play well, he can't, you know, make plays, they're going to be like, man, the Eagles traded, they gave up picks, they did this, and then they gave him all this money and he hasn't produced. So then it's going to be looked at as a bad trade. So it's all hindsight. So all we can do is say, hey, man, they made a move. Both teams did what they felt like they needed to do to make their team better. And now to just sit back, grab some popcorn, and see how it play out. And it feels as though wide receiver is the position every team's doing that with. Because you can say the exact same thing about Devontae Adams. You can say it about Tyreek Hill. You can say about A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, who wants a trade. Hollywood Brown, who wanted a trade, kept it in-house told his quarterback, Lamar Jackson, told the front office, but didn't do any of the public complaining. God has wished to be reunited with his college quarterback, Kyler Murray. And the number one thing he cited was the system. The system that the Ravens run is too run heavy, too much blocking, and 
that's not what Hollywood wants to do. And so I can't blame him for wanting out. And I can't blame Lamar Jackson for being a little bit upset about it. Right. I mean, but like I was talking about with Jameson, can you imagine how good it probably feels to DeAndre Hopkins right now? Because DeAndre Hopkins, he's one of those underneath and immediate 15, 20-yard route runner guys. So to have a guy like Hollywood that can take the top off the defense and Kyler Murray, who can get him the ball, they played together in college, so they know each other. They got a good rapport with each other. That's going to open up stuff underneath for DeAndre Hopkins. And then if you're doubling DeAndre Hopkins, and we'll see how he comes off his injury, that's going to open up stuff for Hollywood Brown deep down the field. So for those guys, it's a great trade. And I can understand. I mean, he's a small guy. I wouldn't want to be doing all that blocking in Baltimore either. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a run heavy. The quarterback is a runner. Yeah, he will throw it deep every now and then. But he's running and he's throwing it underneath to the tight ends and to the short intermediate routes. Like I say, every now and then he'll take it up top, but you got to be almost wide open for him to throw it up top. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand Hollywood saying, hey, man, Lamar's my guy. I mean, we hometown, Florida, like, you know, I got love for you, brother. But for me and my career, playing here in this system doesn't doesn't benefit me because I need to show – that I can consistently put up numbers, consistently be a deep threat because my contract time is going to be coming up. And as a wide receiver of my size, they don't pay me to block, man. They pay me to score touchdowns. That's what they pay me to do. Score touchdowns, take the top off the defense. That's what they're going to pay me to do. They're not going to pay me to be the best blocking wide receiver in the NFL. They're just not. So let me find a system that I can do that. And then I get to go and play with, with somebody that, that I already know. And then I get to get out of Baltimore. I mean, you might love Baltimore, but it gets cold in Baltimore. You're playing, you know, Pittsburgh. Their outside team is cold. Cincinnati, their outside team is cold. And Cleveland, their outside team is cold. You get to go to Arizona. You're going to be in great weather. So fast guys like to run fast. You know, you're going to get to play in Arizona. You're going to get to play in San Francisco. You're going to get to play in Seattle. And you're going to get to play in L.A. Like, you're going to have eight good division games or six good division games. And the weather's going to be fantastic for you. You know, so then you get eight home games. It's going to be a controlled environment. If his weather's great, they're going to open it up. If it's, you know, whatever, they're going to close it up. And I don't even know if they still open up. Um, university stadium or whatever it's called. So I think it's a great move for Hollywood. You know, Lamar might feel some type of way, but hey, man, it is what it is. It is what it is. Business is business and friends are friends. Right. And it feels as though there is more of a crossover of the business side of football and the friend side. Lamar Jackson, he loses his friend, but Kyler gains his friend. Devontae Adams went out of his way to play with his best friend from college, Derek Carr. Devontae Parker requested to go to New England. Tyreek Hill requested to go to Miami. Is this a new era of NFL in terms of players having a say in their future? I mean, 
I think, I think, could be. You know, I think, I think, could be. Um, you know, I think it's all about how you handle your business. I feel like, you know, I, I, I was telling one of my friends um, yesterday. I'm like, you know, these are billion dollar organizations. These are billion dollar teams. They can't set bad precedents. They just can't. So when you try to do things publicly, go to the media, show the team up, they're gonna they're gonna dig their heels in the ground. They just are. You handle things the right way, keep things in house. Let's talk about things behind closed doors. We ain't gotta put everything out there, all our business, and we can make moves happen because at the end of the day, as a coach, I want players that wanna be here. As an owner, I want guys that want to be here. If you don't want to be here, then I don't need the cancer in my locker room. But I also can't have you just going to tell the world that you want out and then I just let you out. Because then what does that tell the next guy? Hey, if you want out, hey, they'll let you out. You just got to act crazy. No, they can't set that precedent. So they're going to dig their heels in. This is what it is. So Hollywood, I didn't even know Hollywood wanted to be traded. And obviously, I don't keep up with it as much. But I didn't even know he wanted to be traded. No one he, did. And Not a soul yeah. knew, except and for Lamar reaction, Jackson. I was about to say, but from the reaction that I get, and I don't know if it was real or not, but it seemed like it seemed like um, Lamar was even shocked that the trade happened. Um, but Hollywood might have told him, like, "Hey, bro, I kind of want, I want out. Like, this system don't fit me." You know, Lamar probably was like, "Hey, man, it's probably not gonna happen. We're gonna be straight. Like, I got you, yada yada yada." And then all of a sudden, the trade happened, and Lamar was like, "What the? You know, whatever." Yeah. Um, but nobody knew about it, right? So. They allowed the team to be able to make the move behind closed doors how they wanted to make the move. And I feel like, you know, it's tough because I am a player, right? I am a player. And for the most part, I'm always side with the players. But I also understand business. And at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. These teams are like businesses. These are billion-dollar, high-stakes businesses. And so – they're going to run their program. They're going to run their organization a certain way. And, you know, it's, it's, it sucks at, you know, at times, but you just gotta, you just gotta handle your business the right way. You know, I don't know how it's going to play out for Debo. I just don't because I feel like now it's, it's too many eyes on it. It's too much. It's, it's too much, you know, and now that the first round is over with, you know, are they giving up second round picks? Are the 49ers, you know, taking second round picks for Debo? Or do they like, nah, man, you're going to be here with us. And if you don't want to be here, you just won't play. It just is what it is, you know? So it's, it's tough. It is. And that's the interesting part with Debo is he's kicked up a big stink about it. He's He went to the bar. People were telling him to come back. And he told them all, no, I'm no. gone. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough because, as you said, teams are going to dig their heels in. And apparently that played out last night because the Jets offered, reportedly, this is all alleged, the 10th overall pick that they used on Garrett Wilson for Debo. And the Lions reportedly made an offer on Debo as well. I'd imagine they offered the picks that they gave uh, the Vikings in the trade-up. So... Right. 
it's not that teams weren't calling for Debo. It's that the 49ers were hanging up the phone. Yep. And that's, does that cause tension in the locker room now? Well, I just say it just makes for a bad, a bad year mm. because now Debo is going to be unhappy. Just is what it is. So he's either going to show up and play or he's going to show up and be unhappy. And if he's unhappy, when you are a, a good player in the locker room, you know, that bleeds over to other people. Because now, as players, a lot of times, it's like you play the victim, right? The team is doing me this away, right? So then other players feel like, man, they shouldn't do you like that, man. They should let you do this and do that. So then it just brings bad energy to the team, right? And so at some point, as players, even though you're friends, you got to either say like, hey, man, you either with us or you ain't. But we can't have you here dividing us because we're trying to win. And as a player, I have to take advantage of every year that I get to play because I don't know how many years I'm going to get to play. So I can't waste one year waiting on you to figure out what you want to do. If you want to play with us, come play. If you don't want to play with us, then then don't play with us. And we'll know that we need to have somebody to replace you. But don't have us hanging on, waiting for you, and you don't come through for us because then I'm going to waste a year of my career that I never get to get back. So you're either in or you're out. And it'll take a veteran player that can say that to him, that, hey, man, this is what it is. Your beef with the ownership, your beef with the coaches is separate from the guys that are in this locker room. And that's what's so hard for so many players that are dealing with contractual or any kind of disputes with the front office because the front office benefits from Debo playing well. But if Debo don't have a great relationship with those guys, if he don't want to play well for those guys and go out there and lay it on the line for those guys, well, then that affects his brothers in the locker room that he go out and lay it on the line with. So you have to be able to make a decision. All right, you know what? I'm going to go out and play for myself, play for my brothers. Yeah, the team is going to benefit from it, but I'm going to hold up my end of my contract. When my contract time is up, I'll be gone. Yes, the team will benefit, and I'll always be thankful because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be in the NFL right now. We can all say, well, somebody else would have drafted him. They didn't. The 49ers did. Everybody passed him up in the first round, and they, they think, I, think the, I think the 49ers drafted him in the second round, right? Something yeah. like that. Maybe. So everybody passed up on you, bro. If they wanted you, they would have took you. The 49ers did. So if it wasn't for the 49ers, you wouldn't be in the position that you're in right now. So uphold your end of the contract, and when your contract is over with, move on. Don't, don't leave your brothers out to dry. Because at the end of the day, those are the guys that you go to war with. And if nothing else, you want those guys to know that they can count on you and you're going to give it everything you got. And it's unfortunate that the team and the people that 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 you feel maybe don't care about you, they get the benefit from that. This is what it is. But in the long run, you'll get the benefit. You'll get the respect. You'll get the, the everything that you deserve. You'll end up getting plus more.
And that's what I really appreciate about the Titans version of this exact same scenario. You see the video of how upset Mike Vrabel is. You see the instant reaction of all the players that they're upset. WTF, what is going on? And then 12 hours later, you see Kevin Byard saying to a fan, suggesting they take Debo Samuel, why would we do that? We've already got our wide receiver one. And that's just a locker room leader, one of the best safeties in the game, saying, I trust the coach. I trust the GM. We're going to move forward. We're done. This is the new team, the new direction. So that's something I really respect about how the Titans are handling it and any other franchise that does it the same way. Yeah, I mean, and and that's what you want. You want, that's what I said in San Francisco, you're going to have to have one of your leaders come out and say, hey, man, this is how we're doing things, bro. You're either in or you're out. In Tennessee, Kevin By, hey, we already got our guy. We believe in our guy. We're going to work with our guys. We don't need me guys around here. We want guys that's going to be all about the team, all about the system, all about the end goal. And we're going to go to work with that, whoever it may be. We're going to go to work with it. So we got our guy. We don't need Debo. Cool. And it's going to be the same thing in San Francisco. Somebody's going to have to step up and say to Debo. And you don't have to do this publicly. You don't have to do things like that. If you're on the team with him, you got access to him. You got his number. You got somebody that has his number. You know him. He knows you. Call him. Talk to him. Hey, man. It's not personal, bro. It's not personal at all. I love you as a friend. I understand the situation that you're in. I get it. But as a team, you either got to be with us or you got to be out. Can't have one foot in the door. You're either in or you're out. And I ain't going to judge you either way. I ain't going to judge you either way because I understand. But I can't give up a year of my career waiting to see what's going to happen with Debo. Talking about what, when Debo is going to come back. And we're out here working every day trying to get ready to play. And they're only asking us questions about Debo. Do you guys think you need Debo? Do you, like, what, like we, I, I, we just can't do that. We just can't do that, bro. Just, just doesn't work. It's, it's not healthy. It's not good for the locker room. Not good for anybody. And I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to rebound from things like that. I mean, you look at Le'Veon Bell. Like it's hard to rebound from those years where you just feel like I'm gonna make a move that, you know, maybe it benefits you. Maybe it, like it's just hard. It's just hard to rebound from those things because the perception that even other players around the league have for you becomes he's a selfish guy. Yeah, he's talented, but at the end of the day, it's all about him. That's what he's about. So when coaches feel that way about you around the league, other players feel that way about you around the, other, around the league, you know, sometimes those veteran guys – I mean, I think we saw it in the in the Earl Thomas situation, right? When those veteran guys are like, nah, coach, we don't want him. We don't want that in our locker room. We don't want that. I know he's a good player. 
but we don't want that. It's hard for them to pull the trigger. This and is it, what it is. And if it can happen to an all pro, all decade player like Earl Thomas, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. So, like I said, if you keep the main thing the main thing, just go out and play the game the right way. You know, I believe in in, in good karma. I believe in I believe I'm a huge believer in God, and things are going to work out the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to work out, man. Like you go out and take care of what you should take care of, things will work out. And at in the end, things will work out how it's supposed to work out. They will. I truly believe that as well. And. Things really worked out well for a lot of young men last night. For the first time ever, we see two cornerbacks drafted in the top four. Four cornerbacks total in the first round. Three safeties in the first round. So as a former defensive back, you see all these wide receivers getting drafted and getting paid. Must be nice to see some DBs going round one, too. Oh, yeah. It's always nice to see the DBs going in round one. Um that's you know the game nowadays with 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 the offenses and and like you said these dynamic receivers you got to have somebody that can halfway cover those guys somebody that can play somebody that can try to slow them down somebody that can change the game um and i think that's one of the biggest things that you're gonna find and hopefully that you find in, in some of these guys who are who are considered first rounders is can you change the game you know that's that's the thing as a db can you change the game you can change the game, that gets you paid. <laughs> that gets you paid if you can change the game, you know. And so to see, um, I think the kid from LSU went first to the to the Texans at number three. Um, yep. You know, we'll see how how that play out, right? We'll we'll see. Um, you know, Lovey. We'll see how his system and and, all, and that, and that if- plays out. I wonder if Lovey talked to uh, Derek Stingley before the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. You know. Um, and then Sauce, you know, we'll see. You know, he, he he had a good college career. I think he was one the guy that, you know, didn't give up any touchdowns and um, – you know, he's created a lot of, you know, hype and publicity around him, his name and his his persona, his his talent. Um, and that's all fine and well, you know, but we all know at the end of the day, the NFL is a it's a show me, it's a prove it league. Like it just is what it is. You know, you coming in and you have this big perception from college, this big persona from college. So you don't think that these NFL wide receivers haven't heard all the hoopla about sauce never gave up a touchdown in college. So you don't think they're not going to be going out there to let everybody know this isn't college. This is the NFL. This isn't Cincinnati. This is the NFL. So it's good to come in with, with the hype and and the publicity. Now you just got to go out and play. You know, don't don't get caught up in all of the off the field hoopla, all that stuff. Just go out and play and let and let your let your play speak for you and you'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? You'll be okay. But you know, humble yourself, 
lower the ego. You're in the NFL. You're going to give up some plays. It's, it's, it's not the end of the world. The best corners in the history of the game has given up plays. You're playing against the best ball catchers and ball throwers in the entire world. So it's going to happen, right? So humble yourself. Understand those things. Don't lose your confidence and just go out there and play. Just go out there and play. You know, he's with the Jets. Robert Sala is a great guy. Robert Sala was with me when I was when I first came in the league. I was in uh, Houston. Robert Sala was the like quality control, like assistant linebackers coach. Um, so to see him go through the ranks and you know go through and be a defensive coordinator and now now he's a head coach and uh, I think he's in his second year as a head coach now with the with the Jets. So um, Robert's a great guy. Love Robert. He's gonna he's gonna hopefully have him ready to go. You know, he's playing in, in New York with the Jets. So tough crowd, but he should be used to it. He's an East Coast guy. And so um, like I said, I, I root for all my DBs to 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 ball out and 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 have and have the best careers that they can possibly have. But just understand like you're in the NFL and you just gotta go out and prove it each and every day. Not you know, once in life, in, in the once in a while, you got to go out and prove it each and every day. And that's every day in practice, regardless of who you're going against. If you're going against the first team, if you're going against rookies, if you're going against practice squad, doesn't matter. You got to go out every single day with the mentality that I'm going to prove why I got the sauce. <laughs> got to prove why he got the sauce. Back to Robert Sala for a second, though. Was he always that intense all the way back in Houston yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he, and he like I said he he was a younger guy he was an assistant guy back then but he was always that intense he yeah and I mean obviously you get older and you learn more you do more and, and then you become empower right you become the guy you're not the assistant anymore you know the things that you want and and things like that so now all or the rest of your personality can come out and how you are and and all those different things. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I, I see, I saw that long time ago. It's nice when people stay consistent and they're not trying to pretend to be someone else. And I never got that vibe from Robert Sala. I always thought he was genuine, but it's nice to have that confirmation that one of the good guys in the league is truly a good guy. Oh yeah. And it's funny that you said, uh, consistent because, um, on our baseball, um, social media page the dirt bags and here in texas i do a word of the week so i run the page i you know create all the content for it and i do a word of the week every week well i started probably about three or four weeks ago um and the word i chose for this week was consistency it was a word that i chose for this week and i put success isn't always about greatness it's about consistency consistent hard work leads to success it's a quote by Dwayne the rock johnson so that was my word today and so when you say that about robert sala being consistent hard work every single day now he's a head coach now he's you know moving up in the ranks so be consistent man try to try to go at it each and every day you ain't got to be the greatest just be consistent and never stop never give up keep going keep going and uh, who knows where you end up? Maybe end up as the head coach of the New York <laughs> Jets. Great words of wisdom by Glover Quinn. Before we get out of here, 
We still have the second and third round of the draft coming up tonight. Mm -hmm. We've got all of the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round coming up tomorrow. What are you looking for from the Lions in this draft or any other team, any players that maybe you know? Just what are you looking for in these next couple of days? Well, I mean, you know, the second, third round, you're, you're looking for some guys who can really still help your team right now, right? Second, third round guys are guys that you're expecting to come in and 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 and, and help play a, a big role right now. So 46, um, you know, like you said, the tight end position is pretty much, you know, locked down with TJ. As long as he can stay healthy, they, I'm sure they feel good about him. You know, you just made a big move at wide receiver. You know, if you, if you feel good offensively, then who knows? They may go and grab a, another corner or a linebacker or D-lineman. You can never have too many O-lineman, D-lineman guys um, to continue to create depth and, and guys who can make plays for you um, on day two, get you good linebacker, D-lineman, or like I said, good O-lineman, somebody that can can come in and, and help solidify the, the key parts of your team. And then once you get into the – you know, fourth through seven, you're just looking for guys to, to build depth. You know, you find those those DBs. You know, I was a fourth round guy. You find those DBs. You need, you know, multiple of those guys on the team. You find those O-linemen because you need multiple of those guys, those D-linemen, those guys, wide receivers. You know, you find those guys that you need multiple of um, that that are good players that, that you feel like is going to fit your system, um, fit your personality that can come in and help you, you know, win, you know, guys that may need a little more time to develop. Um, some guys may can come in and, and play, you know, I started starting my fourth game in the league, you know, I was playing from, from day one. Um, but everybody's is not the same for everybody. So um, that's what you're looking for. I think in, in, in rounds four through seven, but I think rounds two and three, they're going to go for somebody that can, that, that can really help the team right now. Like I, I think, you know, the 46 overall pick is is a good player. That's a that's a good player that you can get right now. So the next position of need that you feel, I think that's where they go. I don't think they take a quarterback in the second round. Um, they may look to find a quarterback in the fourth round, right? Um, somebody that can be a backup, and who knows, he may turn into uh, Russell Wilson. I think Russell was a third rounder, um, but he may turn into you know a Tom Brady. You know, he was a sixth rounder. You just never know. Um, what those guys can turn into, but the expectation it would be for him to come in, be a backup, learn and and see how he pans out. So it's um, you know, I, I think today they'll go for for somebody that uh that can really come in and help. But they, you know, they got um, you know, you never know how Jeff's gonna come back um from his injury. You know, if he comes back and he's healthy and you know he's he's taking that next step with between him. And I don't know how to say his name. I don't a money. The other corner, you know, I think they may feel solid at the at the uh corner position. Um, but who knows with, with Jeff's injury history, they may go with a corner and say, Hey, you know, we'll take a corner in the second round. And if Jeff's healthy, well then now we should have three good corners because you always need a guy that can kick in and play in the slot and and do those type of things. And so you you sign you sign Tracy. So you probably feel good having a having a safety that you may look for somebody in the fourth or fifth round to create some depth and, and things like that. Um, and like I say, with linebackers, you can always grab somebody that can that can come in and play right now, help you on special teams. 
um, all those different things. So it'd be interesting to see what direction they go into today with the uh, second and third. But I, I would expect them to be some some big time picks. It's going to be interesting. And I've got my fingers crossed. We end up with multiple players like Glover Quinn who can start from the yeah. fourth game in the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glover, thank you again for coming and gracing us with your presence. Where can the people find you with the consistency and the great content you've been putting out and any other pluggables to plug? Man, you can find me. I'm on social media. I got my personal Instagram page, Zach Glover Quinn. Um, I got a Twitter page, Zach Glover Quinn. I think it's Glover Quinn Jr. on Twitter. Um, and then, like I said, you know, we have a baseball team. But I just, I, I just try to put out good youth baseball content it's just kids having fun um you know you may not know some of the kids but you know you can support me and my creative journey um and you know i try to put like i said i do the words of the week to just try to you know put a little more out there for kids to to see and understand different words and what they mean and um yeah, I mean, I, I love it, and and it's fun, and those guys play well. So shout-out to the Dirtbags. Shout-out to Detroit Lions. Shout-out to, man, Chris Paul moving on in the NBA playoffs last night and Steph Curry so setting up some good second-round uh, round matchups. So it's a great time in sports right now, man. You got the NFL draft going on. You got baseball season kicking off, man. You got, you know, NBA playoffs. This is a great time. For sports right now so uh i'm excited you should be excited and go follow the dirt bags and follow me on instagram and twitter follow the dirt bags follow glover quinn follow me at javna 87 follow the believe in lions podcast yes. and w- welcome to detroit aiden hutchinson and jameson williams we'll be back to talk about the rest of the draft but until then we will see you next time. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.